Welcome to Sub Rosa. <laughs> Today, the question that we're asking, which is actually a question that someone asked me after we had gotten off stage at our show in, in Seattle. The live, the live bad boss brief. Yes, the live bad boss brief. We were talking about the DEI lie. And somebody didn't want to ask this question in front of the audience. So they asked me, which is, what do you do if people in your organization really resist DEI training? So clearly we're talking about white people who kick and scream about having to do anything that has to do with DEI training. What do you do with that? It's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, um, you know, what, what do you do if, if your employees violate any corporate ruler objective. You know, this whole thing is going to work a lot better if we're all rowing the same way. And if we're not rowing the same way, what do you do? Well, you know, that's a, there's a good indicator that uh, <laughs> you motivate people through money. Um, and clearly they're doing this right now in the midst of this struggle between management and labor uh, over hybrid versus remote versus in office. And um, in a very direct way, what the metric now that's been established at a company like Google, and this is not a rumor, this is what I know to be true from all the people I know who work at Google, um, in-office attendance is now a metric for future success at the company. So, but stick to your stick to your remote, stick to your hybrid, whatever you want to do, but you now need to know that your bonus and your raise and your performance is now based on them seeing your face in that office. Don't come in if you don't want, which is incidentally what I said months ago they should do. <laughs> it's like, we're not, we're not like, you don't argue with a two-year-old. I'm not getting into this discussion with you guys. Here's your company. Here's the workplace. Show up or don't, but you'll, you'll be measured on failure to show up. And I, I would do the same thing with DEI. You don't, you don't, it's not important to your job. You don't want to do it. It's a metric by which we judge success. And I, I, I got to tell you, uh, my experience at Adobe where I actually told the boss, I go, I said, listen, um, I don't want to do this performance review study. I don't want to write, we had 360 stuff and you had to write a bunch of stuff. I go, I would do anything to, 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 to get out of doing this. And she said, well, you realize that if you don't do it, you don't get your bonus. I said, you know what? I'm willing to forego my bonus just so I don't have to do it. And she goes, well, that's noble of you, <laughs> but that doesn't work because if you don't do it, I don't get my bonus and my bonus is a lot bigger than yours. So, so I have to muscle you into doing it one way or another. So I get my bonus and I know you don't care. Just take the time out. Take you. You got several weeks. Just do it for me, please. And I was like, all right, all right. I got it. I got it. You know, and see, that's a great answer. And I wish I had thought about it when this person asked me this, because, you know, one of the challenges is that there aren't specific business metrics around DEI, anything, any, there's a number right. of different um, right. KPIs that are, that are in most places that I've seen rewarded financially in the same way that sales or revenue or performance metrics are. So I think the idea of saying that participating in, in DEI training is, you know, there's a metric and it will, I, I like that idea a lot. I think that's good. I think, you know, one of the other suggestions that I had is to look at getting that person or people, maybe some additional training, yep. right? That the yeah. kind of standard DEI training, maybe they need something like there, there are white coaches who will do training for, for white people about yep. the value of DEI. And, you know, one of the challenges too, is that you know, just because someone says they do DEI training, it doesn't mean that they do DEI training skillfully. 
Right. Right. I mean, you know, I have heard horror stories of friends that have gone through training and called me and been like, have you ever done this as a trainer? I'm like, no, 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 no. And so, you know, I think making sure that as a leader, if you're bringing in a DEI trainer, that you're doing due diligence, that this person has, you know, education, certification experience. You can ask to talk to people that have done that before because there are bad DEI trainers, you know, and I, and then the other thing I think would be to get curious about why these people are resisting. What I have seen is that the people who are most resistant to DEI training are Mm -hmm. older white men who are facing age discrimination and they've never really faced discrimination before. So they are having this really outsized reaction to it. And they're afraid. They're afraid that they're going to lose their job because they're going to be, quote unquote, canceled by, quote unquote, woke people. And especially if they're more conservative and they're hearing the same loop on you know, their news feed, yep. Um, yep. they're going to get very agitated about yep. that. And, you know, and I'm not in any way defending that viewpoint. I think that's ridiculous. But I do think that there, you know, one of the things that I don't hear much about is that there are a lot of well-meaning older white men who are afraid, right? They're like, okay, okay. I used to be able to compliment a woman when she came to work and say, oh, your hair looks great. Or is that a nice, is that a new blouse? Now I'm not allowed to talk about women's like anything to do with anybody's appearance at all. Uh, Okay. So I'm trying to get used to using they, them pronouns. It's not something that I naturally do. I I, I make mistakes. Right. And so they're, they're well-meaning. It's just a lot of change in a really short period of time. And they're also, I think it's suspicious that they find that they can push back on DEI. Right. They're not, they're not arguing about the they, them. And they're not worried that I can stop talking about skirts, but uh, you know, it, 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 this is it's kind of interesting, but l- listen, you know, you it, it, they they should what what they should hear is that it, it is tough for everybody. Now, I worked at a company for near a decade where the CEO was African American and the COO was uh, uh, Indian. And at one point, they were interviewing for a job, and I just sat there at my desk and I watched these different people come in through the interviews. And after about the sixteenth person. I couldn't take it anymore. And I said, hey, could I went to see CEO's office? I go, I could talk to you for a minute. And he was like, yeah. I go, why are you spending all this time interviewing people who wouldn't give me a job? (laughs) Now, why would they not give you a job? What's that? Why would they not give you a job? What was it about them? Uh, Every single person for this position that he interviewed was white. Mm. And... And he, it was almost like a checkmate situation because he couldn't say what everybody else in his position would say is like, well, I can't find the black talent. <laughs> couldn't say that. He couldn't say, well, I just want the best person for the job, assuming that that would be a white person. Uh, you know, um, okay, yeah, maybe maybe I went a little bit overboard and said, why are we interviewing people that wouldn't hire me? Maybe they would. I don't know these guys. Maybe they would hire me. I mean, despite me having a feeling and the vibe I got, never mind that. Maybe they would hire me. But it's like, even if it's, and the point that I was trying to make is that even if it's bullshit cosmetic, we're all sitting here and we're all watching you 16 white dudes, not even a woman in the back bunch. Mm-hmm. Come on. It was like for CFO, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 So, uh, um, so it was, you know, this was a company of, uh, you know, black owned company and still, still, 
doing the same dance, uh, you know, um, but at that point, at least at least motivated by the fact that people were watching at that point, they stretched, they pushed and ultimately ended up with an African-American, a woman who got her degree from Harvard, hot shit, had worked at like Bechtel, got her in as uh, as a CFO. And she's African-American. So. Well, you know, and it's interesting because I was I was talking about um, that in graduate school, I had to take a class called mm. what we called understanding white privilege because that's what it was about. Mm. I don't remember the actual name, but that was what it was about. And I was talking to a friend of mine in grad school who's a Latino and he mm. was forced to take the class as a requirement. Mm. And he very loudly was like, went to the professor who shut him down, a white woman. And he's like, I don't want to be in this class. It is not my job to explain any of this to a class full of, of white people, because he would have been the only person of color in the class. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember having that perspective. He's like, you don't need to explain to me what white yeah. privilege looks like. You don't need to explain to me how to work in, as the only person of color in a white organization. Right. He was, right. you know, right. and so I think that what's interesting to me is what do you think the answer is? If there's, if there's general DEI training, let's say, or there's mm -hmm. this DEI modules, a lot of times I've seen it broken up where there's like, you know, the, the people of color go into one place, but, but what do you think the role is like, should people of color be participating in DEI training or not? Um, again, it has to do with how the company is structured. If there, if this is going to, if this is going to accrue to my benefit <laughs> in a company, in other words, it's a metric that everybody's taking seriously, as seriously as developing a product or meeting any other, my KPIs, then sure. I'm, 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 I'm glad to do it. I'm glad to participate, you know? Um, if it's part of my job, if it's not part of my job, Eugene, you want to just help out? Well, that's not the way that works. You know, like, like the dude said, it's not my job to help you with your problems right now. I, I have a job task. That's presumably you've hired me here for. So, um, yeah, that's, that was, I, there was, it was interesting. My kids went to, uh, you know, school for gifted kids, but at least a lot of the time, it seemed that what the kids were gifted with were very wealthy parents. Mm -hmm. And there was, a uh, um, a young African-American kid there who um, I could see every, for years, for every time I saw him, I just made him uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, I just made him uncomfortable. Like, it's like, it was cool for him to be, and I mean, I'm, and this echoes the whole Carlos Watson deal. It was cool for him to be the magical Negro until there were other magical Negroes around. And then, you know, so in terms of like coaching, if it's, if, if I'm in an environment where it could be me or somebody else leading it and it's part of a job metric that I'm happy to, I'm happy to participate. But if, if I am the only magical Negro there and it's not part of my job task, this is, it's a mugs game for me at that point. There's no benefit to me. Yeah. Well, and, and again, I'm not a, you know, this is not consultancy work that I do. I'm not a DEI consultant, but right. you know, I'm curious about it. And a friend of mine was talking to me about a training that was all, everybody was together. It was a large group of people and it was a very racially mixed group, right? Um, primarily Latinx. And the trainer who didn't sound like they had very many skills was saying, let's all talk about our difficult experiences and really inviting and asking and kind of demanding that the people of color turn to the white people around them and, and talk about the racism that they've experienced and how that made them feel. 
And my friend was like horrified, like people were crying and, and just like this. And, and, and that was who called me and said, like, is this how this is supposed to go? I'm like, yeah, I can't yeah. imagine. Right. Yeah. That that sort of like that's just wrong in different ways. And that's where and obviously, you know, I'm assuming that most DEI trainers are much more skillful than that, et cetera, et cetera. But I do think, again, be careful. Buyer beware. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. If you have any other Sub Rosa questions for us, you can reach us at WTF at badbossbrief.com and we will see you next time. Bye.